Welcome to the Gamerhood Podcast. My name is Michael Walker, and today we are talking with Kenton Hansen, the product manager for Roll D20, the largest tabletop role-playing game program software in the world. Some of you may have used this for your D&D games with your friends online. He is a father of a 17-year-old son. They are both avid gamers, 3D printer enthusiasts, and a co-host to a podcast. I apologize in advance for my mic quality during this episode. I was able to improve it drastically and make Kenton's mic sound near perfect. I'm not overly happy with the quality, but I really enjoyed the episode and Kenton is an interesting man, so I still decided to post it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Just start out by you telling the audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, my name is uh, Kenton Hansen. I'm a, uh, I'm a gamer, uh, I guess. I'm also a father. Um, I have a uh, one son. He's 17 years old and uh, he... He plays uh, as much as I do now, uh, probably uh, as much as I ever did. Let me put it that way. Um, I work uh, in what we call product or product management. It's essentially um, I, I help uh, software teams figure out what the next most important thing is to build. Uh, I've been doing that for about 15 years. And uh, today I work for a company called Roll20.net, which um, helps People play tabletop role-playing games as well as like board and card games um, on the internet in a, in a browser-based software. And I've actually used it before and that's really neat, but uh, I actually didn't know that Roll20Net did uh, anything outside of D&D. Yeah, I mean, it's a very open um, platform, I guess. You, you can do almost anything that you want to on there and, you know, there's a whole bunch of tools and, and uh, we have a few um, board games that are like in the marketplace uh, that you can purchase and they're set up. But uh, the very first game run on Roll20 um, in would have been 2012 um, was uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, 3.5. The very second game was uh, um, Settlers of Catan. Um, and then, you know, it, it spun up from there. So uh, it, it was kind of like, uh, what can we put on the table? You know, what do you, what do you need to have on the table? Um, the uh, TTRPG groups uh, really grabbed onto it, and that's kind of where the the toehold, I guess you could say, started, and the the community built around that. But um, yeah, yeah there's uh, something like um, I think we we do a report every quarter, and uh, close to three thousand games, um, different games are played on on Roll Twenty at any given time. So there you go. You can play a lot of stuff. You'll have to look into it. Uh, so I guess yeah, you said you uh, for gaming wise, you said you you still currently game, but do you recall how you got into gaming way back when? Um, the very first, uh, and and I really thought about this when we started scheduling uh, this conversation. Um, the very first game I remember playing is one called Enchanted Forest. And I honestly can't remember like even how it works, but yeah, I was I was um, three or four or yeah, I think like before kindergarten, you know, so not even five years old when we started playing it, but um, it was a lot of fun. And um, the fam uh, sat around the table and, and played it, uh, you know, just about every night for a few months. And I have like uh, visceral memories of flipping over the little things. And uh, they had uh, um, like a pine tree and like the way that that felt. Um, then the, the next time that it, like the next big memory for me was, uh, being in like a first grade or so and um, finally saving up the $109 that I needed to go buy a 
uh, NES from a little store called McLeod's uh, within walking distance to my house. And uh, yeah, played uh, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt um, a whole lot, a whole lot, uh, thousands of hours in that game. Wow, that's uh, yeah. Hundred, how do you go about getting that money? Uh, did you just do um, like cut grass and shovel driveways and that kind of thing? I mean, I was I was pretty young even for doing any kind of work. I don't quite remember how I saved up that money. I remember counting it and having fifty dollars from like birthdays and, and you know any kinds of gifts uh yeah, yeah. checks from grandma that sat around for three years before anybody realized that they need to be cashed and i think it took me uh probably nine months or so worth of holidays and, and birthdays from all sides of the family before i had that uh 109 to uh to go get there i remember specifically needing 109 like asking the cashier how much sales tax was and all that kind of stuff so see exactly um, how much i'm not yeah. back until i got that number <laughs> I need, I need, I need that much money. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there you go. So, um, do you have, uh, like a, what's your gaming name that you go by? Uh, on, um, most, most of the platforms it's the visible man or a okay. uh, visible man. Um, one of those, and is there a story behind that? Yeah. When, um, yeah, I, I think I had a, a couple others, um, you know, throw away at different points in time, but I, I really started to get, getting, uh, the visible man around, 2002 or three. And um, what I liked about it uh, is two things. First of all, uh, my brother had a um, had a, a gamer tag that was like, um, uh, had a, uh, what am I trying to say? Excla- exclamation point instead of an I. Okay. Um, and so I was trying to think of something that had an I in it so that we could at least do the same thing together and whatever we played together to have that. But I also wanted to get something that was like, um, I don't know, uh, would let people know that I knew I was lame, right? Like that I knew <laughs> I wasn't good. And so I figured what's the lamest, uh, superhero. And, um, I was thinking through like some of the superheroes and, you know, like Superman, you know, just like regular guy or, and I got to the invisible man and I thought, well, you know, the visible man would just be really really normal right like nothing special about this guy and so i figured that's where uh that's what i uh zoom in on there i like it um it's like do you have uh any neat memories or stories from back uh gaming when you're younger oh yeah i mean the the one that i i i think about a lot playing starcraft um and i i was a i was a teenager 17 or 18 and came Just home the first from one that. or second oh i believe this would have been the first one okay. if i'm remembering right but uh yeah i sat down and i started playing and uh got um i think i i had even started this like my my brother had had uh bought it and it was on the shared family computer and i was like well i'll, I'll start this up too sorry i started a new game myself and um went through a couple stages and uh i figured uh I'll do one more. What the heck? Uh, I had no long hell. I had no idea how long I had been sitting there playing. And I looked up over the monitor and saw uh, through a window, the sun was rising and I thought, Oh no, <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is a problem. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, sat down and just started playing Starcraft for, I think it was close to eight hours. Um, just, you know, dipping my toe in the water. Uh, yeah. But I think that's part for the course playing Starcraft. Yeah. And, and again, like one of your earlier experiences, so it was probably just so advanced and, you know, 
yeah unheard of what you could see and do and for sure so um you are still playing games to this day absolutely yeah um you know partially for work um and i'll tell you if there's one thing that can uh, make something not fun it's when you have to do it for work sometimes but uh, we, we play staff games, um, and we, we have games that, uh, like we set up and, and run, um, essentially to get to know them and to understand them and to, you know, empathize with our customer base, uh, it's a really dry and, uh, annoying way to put it, but, um, it's also, you know, to, to get to know the games themselves and figure out what, what makes our platform fun and how that works. But outside of that, even I have, uh, gaming groups, uh, we just finished, um, a D and D campaign descent into Avernus or Avernus, uh, one of those two ways. Uh, we never decided how to pronounce it, but uh, that was a uh, eight month long campaign with a whole bunch of uh, actually a whole bunch of dads that uh, you know we we only get three or four hours every other week that we can all get together. But um, we do that, you know, we we get together and, and spend some time uh, goofing around and uh, pretending to be uh, fantasy superheroes. So, you so you. Um, actually have like a set schedule kind of time with your friends then yeah and um it, it it's you know not uh not it's, it's pretty strict right like it was uh every other tuesday from eight to eleven mm-hmm. um and you know you you could miss like oh no uh you got you got something something scheduled but with 2020 it was really pretty easy to uh always have that open, I guess, uh, as, as you know, the summer, uh, vaccines and everything, we started to get to travel a little bit more. And, um, there are some people who took uh, a week or two off, but we found ways to, um, continue on, you know, uh, without, without everybody, without that, that party. So, uh, yeah. No, that's great. So then it's mostly the kind of like the more like the tabletop simulator kind of games. Yeah, um, I I still play. Uh, I guess now still I play a lot of um, FPS games. Okay. Uh, but I, I feel like in you know in my day to day, like I'm always thinking strategy and management. So a worker placement game or um, you know com- command and, and conquer uh, anything that takes like me thinking really hard. Um, I just I just don't like my my brother uh, plays Dota uh, all the time. And okay. I, I just look at it and like this, this, sound, this looks terrible. Like this, this is too, my, too a bad hard. day at work yeah. yeah, or not even hard, but just like, this is the same kind of thing that I deal with, uh, you know, for, uh, six to 10 hours during the workday. Why don't I do something that's completely different? So, uh, so you're doing BRs or single players or. Yeah. I, I like, um, I like, um, overwatch. Uh, that's okay. one, that one's a lot of fun. Really like doing that. Uh, I also really love Titanfall 2, and um, I, I think that's probably the the best game that's ever, like, oh, man, that movement is just so much fun. And it's uh, fast and furious and um, instant feedback, and uh, yeah, just a really good game. Uh, and then let's see. Um, that's a lot. I, I uh, Let's see. the um, I'm forgetting the name of it. The Fall Guys, that okay, was a yeah. good game. That's a great yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, it's like most extreme challenge kind of thing. It's, it's yes. Fun. And then let's see. Uh, I really, got, I mean, along with everybody else, I really got into um, Among Us for a long okay, time. Yeah. But that's probably my favorite kind of game is the Deception game. 
um you know if, if we're talking tabletop or, or video games or anything else like oh i i i love the games where you figure out who among your friends are good liars and who aren't that's <laughs> yeah, definitely um oh, I'm trying, there's actually a really great card game that kind of i played years before among us came out but i'm trying to remember the name well there was who um no, which one, was i think it was one with hitler oh secret hitler yeah, I think that's yeah, that, that literally my favorite game. I okay. like I was I was early on that Kickstarter because it's it's kind of like a, a, a I guess you could say party game that that went yeah. around yeah, uh, one night in werewolf or one night werewolf or, or werewolf or mafia is what we called it because I don't know. We we were not werewolves. We were uh, part of the mafia. And um, I think I think the the group over uh producing secret hitler took all the mechanics and all the different uh branches and and really perfected into something that was a lot of fun yeah it was i remember like i still have one of my uh best friends he still brings it up the one time that like i deceived him so well and he was like like so rattled after for like days or weeks like i can't believe you lied to me i was you had me so convinced like what else have you been lying about like we have uh, this one, um, we, we played it at like a company retreat one time and, you know, just a small group of people. Uh, I think there were like five or seven of us and uh, we were all sitting around, you know, t- talking, doing the thing. And and um, I was convinced that it was, uh, you know, our coworker, Carlos, uh, and I, I was sure that it was him. And I was convinced by this other, this other person on the board, like, like, listen, I know for a fact, I know for a fact, because this thing, you know. When it was this way, there's no other way that Carlos could have done it except for this happening. And we went through and we, I mean, we crucified Carlos. We were like, this, you are Hitler. Like we, we convinced everybody else to kill him and we finally killed him. And he wasn't right. Like he was, he was on our team. And at the end of the game, it ended up being uh, like this sweet, nice, her, her name's Olivia. She was like, oh yeah, no, I'm Hitler. And we were like, how did you do that? <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Yeah. We still talk about that game too. Yeah, it's definitely of have some memorable moments for sure. So you mentioned, uh, again, you have a 17 year old um, games yeah. as much kind of, or more at this point uh, than you. Um, so you kind of game with him ever, or is it kind of, he does his own thing with his friends and uh, he, he definitely does his own thing, but um, I, uh, we, we play together. And um, one of the things that I like, I always wanted, eh, wanted to is, is the wrong. I wanted him to be able to have his own friends and to have a space. And like, for me, it was really important to have my friends that were separate from my family, mm-hmm. but I also wanted, um, like my wife and I were very intentional about being a house where you could play, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. come over, be like, we, you can play games here. Like you're, you're welcome here. We want you to, to his friends. And so I'm in a lot of those those Discord groups, and I don't uh, like one of the ways that that happened is I, I would run games uh, like TTRPG games for for his friends when they first started, and um, like t- got them into it, and you know buy them buy them the stuff to play, and make sure that they all have uh, access to that. And uh, you know we we got VR really early because why not? Um, had an HTC Vive. Um, that we would play with and we we'd host VR nights so that everybody could come over and when it was still, you know, like it wasn't as prolific as it is now and it's still not all that prolific. So, uh, 
it's kind of like I have a whole bunch of other kids too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Like, you're like but cool just dad. the fun parts. Or, right. Well, well, I won't, I won't, I'll let them say that, but yeah. yeah. Uh, like, Oh, he, he's, he's the dad who'll be here, but he'll also get the, get the knack when we want him to leave. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. And yeah, get them the screen time. Maybe if their parents aren't okay with it or the, the cool new game right. or the, the whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, no, we're doing this as a group, so it's okay. Yeah. This shouldn't count against their, their screen time quota. <laughs> That's 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 a fair argument, I think. There's, there's there's some socializing going on there, so yeah, absolutely, it's, it's fair. Um, and I just thought of something now. Like I know you said you're into shooters. Uh, the big shooter I play, you should take a look at is Apex Legends. Oh yeah, also free. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great game. Apex Legends. Play, actually, I really got into uh, PUBG, Player Unknown okay, Battlegrounds, yeah. for yeah. a little bit. Um, and uh, like yeah, uh, I I put way too many hours into that. Um, and like. I, I loved uh, the, uh, I mean, even in the early access days, that was that was something my friend group got around um, and, and grabbed onto. Love that game too. Yeah, it's a great game. I love the realism and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And it just, I feel like now I've played COD, um, not a season fan of it, play Apex Legends, still big fan of it. Uh, but it's still, no other battle royale had the same feeling um, as yeah. PUBG. Like when the circle was crawling in, it just felt more like final circle was like way more intense. Like my heart was like pumping out of my chest. Yeah. Uh, maybe because I wasn't even that great at it. And you're always like that game. Also, you never knew you thought you could be crushing it. And all of a sudden you get sniped from a car from who knows where right. you know, across the map. And so it was just way or, more, you know, always had to go to edge versus like apex is like, you know, it takes like you know ten seconds to for you to die, so you have time to retreat and battery the up and everything. Make the shields and yeah, yeah. The uh, I, I always felt like um, we would have in PUBG as a group enough really bad screw ups that um, it, it was it was like you could kill yourself just as easily as get killed, and um, that would happen so many times. We we or you know we'd get completely kitted out. We'd be driving into some place and they'd hit the wrong tree and it would blow up, you know, and yeah. just, uh, how, how delicate that life was. Absolutely. Or you get out like a millisecond when it's slightly still rolling the car right. and then dead. your legs are just <laughs> yep. broken. And it's like, what? Yeah. And there's no revive me, you know, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. sorry team. Yeah. I still have uh, a mark in my ceiling that I haven't fixed. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm relatively tall and I have, uh, some long arms and, uh, it was, you know, clutch time, uh, 1v1 in, in the middle of the circle, you know, when the circle's like uh, five meters apart and I make the kill and, you know, just punch the air, freaking out. Yeah, I did it. And punched right into the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> just totally, totally didn't you know, have those marks still on the ceiling now. Well, at least it was a, you know, moment of joy and not like a rage. Where yeah. You, like, whip the controller yeah. or because uh, that happens too. Um, so is there any kind of games either single player or multi coming down the pipe that you're looking forward to um yeah let's see i am um i'm pretty excited for uh whatever um respawn is is hinting at right now uh i, I think that it's going to be something really really kind of fun in the um titanfall universe uh you know like they did with apex but maybe um get some of those uh pull out those uh titanfall uh movement mechanics again and i'm, I'm looking forward to an update on that uh that game um, i didn't even know they were teasing a game so i'll have to look into that well yeah it's one of those like um you just see like a community. foot like a bush right. it's like oh what could that be? yeah 
and the community's kind of like, ah, they should do Titanfall three, and and Apex is like, or sorry, uh, responds like, well, hold on, and yeah, that the way that uh, those community managers um, work that crowd is pretty amazing. Um, let's see anything else that I'm thinking of right now. Uh, I think that's that's the big stuff. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about uh, some of the. Um, role-playing games that are coming out um through uh like the power rangers game i think that'll be a lot of fun uh power rangers role-playing game uh reliving some old uh vintage memories i guess pulling those back out from the shelves but it's pretty that's that's about it oh thanks and um so when you uh, do you have any interesting stories you want to share about um i guess the gaming moments you had with uh, your son and uh, his friends uh, like have you kind of seen him do something awesome or you know yeah um let's see uh one of the ones that always uh gets me and and i tell a lot um he he was he was pretty little when he started playing and wanting to play and i did the little brother trick you know where you give him a controller it's not plugged in yeah and uh, i'm like oh you're doing you're doing this have fun you're you're like oh you're doing do a good job yeah um but uh it was early early wee days um like on the nintendo wii and we were playing um i can't remember the name of it now but the mario game where you could uh cooperative cooperatively play and um galaxy he did uh it was pre-galaxy um but he he did something you know anyway his his luigi to my mario did something to force my mario down a down a uh, pit or something like that and i died (laughs) and in that moment i had completely like it wasn't I was taken back to playing on the couch with anybody, uh, you know, my brother or my friends or whatever. And I cocked back my fist and I was about to punch him in the arm and like, dude, you can't do that. And had to stop myself in the moment of like, wait, (laughs) this is not that relationship. This is a different kind of relationship. And I was like, Oh, Hey buddy, just be careful. Be more careful next time. Um, so that one's, we laugh (laughs) still United. And how old was he, sir? Oh, I want to say five or six. Uh, yeah. yeah, getting a swift punch in your arm from your dad would uh, create a whole whole level of trauma. Some therapist out there would be uh, raking in the dough from that. Uh, so I'm glad I caught myself. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be a happy wife. I don't think. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Uh, I think even with me stopping and laughing about it later, she wasn't too happy about it. But the um, I, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of gaming has been, uh, a, a part of our lives for a long time and like helping him, uh, pick out his first gaming computer, you know, when he, he'd saved up money and, and had, uh, enough grandparents and negotiating the deal to like, Hey, can I get this now? Uh, playing through, um, half-life Alex together more recently. Um, that was just, uh, a really great game too. And like, uh, half-life as a whole, uh, has always been an important uh, um, series uh, for me, and and he really liked it too. Uh, and like getting to play through that and talk about it with him, even though we couldn't play together, like catching up um, after that was that was done. Um, and you know, really, uh, a lot of the um, campaigns uh, that we've actually played, and the um, interesting, uh, it's like you know putting together uh, a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign that he's excited about and playing through that with some of his friends or his aunts and uncles. That's always been um, those, those moments are, are something that I'll look back on fondly for sure. 
Oh, that's great. It's it's great to also hear that like it's kind of um the whole the whole family um that kind of are involved and which is kind of I guess it seems like your parents even kind of were were into the scene a bit. Yeah, uh, which um, is not typical. I mean, most people, you know, are my age or a bit older, and you know, the earlier their parents' generation didn't understand it, right? So video games was always uh, this. Uh, it was the touchy subject that was caused fights, not that caused bonding. Yeah, I think that that's um, true a lot of times, uh, and I've experienced that with some of my my peers, right, and their parents. But my uh, my parents were always pretty good about, it, especially my dad, like. He, he would, he liked to play and he liked to use that too. And I think I picked that up from him, um, like as a, as a way to bond with your kid doing the thing that they wanted to do. Uh, and it was, it was interesting when what my kid wanted to do was the same thing that I wanted to do. Um, hmm. yeah. And did you guys, I guess, like you kind of just would play single players kind of together and take turns playing beating levels kind of idea. Yeah. Um, early on, uh, when he first started figuring out that he wasn't controlling anything, that's what, that's what we would do pass it around. And, uh, you know, there was actually a, a time, uh, he was not old enough to stay up that late. So I want to say like eight or nine, but we had, um, it's around the holidays. And so I had, it was, um, me and my wife, and, and my wife is a, a gamer too, like not nearly as much as, as either of my, my son and I are, but the Nintendo entertainment system that we have hooked up to our big living room TV is actually her original NES. So, um, you know, that, that, uh, uh, that, uh, trait carries through, but it was two of us, uh, our son, um, you know, brothers and sisters and, and, uh, brothers and brother-in-law sitting around the TV, passing the controller around, you know, like, okay, when we, when we die, but we're going to beat this game. And we beat Mario three, uh, you know, in 2006 or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a really good, uh, that was another memory we, we all talk about together, staying up till like 3am and finally getting um, all that done. Sweet. Um, and I and know because I guess you do co-op games with your son and maybe your wife and family. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever looked into It Takes Two. Uh, no, I haven't heard of that one. Well, you should uh, look it up. It's great. It's a great little co-op. It's a co-op uh, game that you can kind of play through. Um, it's actually neat. You can actually um, you only need one person to like buy it. So like you buy the game and then you can play with your son and replay it again with like your brother or your wife or, or what have you. Like even okay. across like from different houses, different computers. Uh, yeah, you can just join on the internet. It's uh, through Origin Games, uh, like I think it's done by EA. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great little, awesome game. I play with one of it my best friends. Two. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. So, why do you kind of keep playing video games? That's kind of a loaded question, but uh, like, is it escapism or? Um, uh, I think now it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot more of the escapism for me, um, getting, uh, getting to do something other than, you know, what I do every day. One of those reasons why I don't like strategy games nearly as much as I like, uh, you know, the FPS dive in and shoot, shoot the dudes. Um, that helps me, you know, unwind. It helps me, uh, distract myself from anything else that I'm doing and like have some time alone that is, uh, carved out as, as time alone. Um, but I also think that, uh, I, I do it to connect as well. Right. Um, 
I think that we have a really unique um, that the people alive today have a really unique opportunity to uh, maintain friendships and maintain um, connections with people that uh, we haven't been able to do in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I still talk to coworkers from two jobs ago uh, because we used to play video games together. Or we used to play uh, board and card games together. And so um, it helps me, uh, you know, have a reason to reach out to that person and, and to connect to them. That's not like uh, Facebook and, you know, post posting pictures of whatever, right? Like, can I have to comment on your birthday or anything else? Like now I can, we can just, you know, jump in a group together and, you know, win the point on Overwatch. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely a unique opportunity and a good way to stay in touch for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I definitely do that for a lot of my friends, but sometimes I find, you know, it's challenging where, you know, my wife will say, oh, like, how's, you know, how's Jan doing these days? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've played games with them like, you know, three nights this week, but we didn't actually talk about anything about life. Right. right? It was just kind of like, yeah. you know, talking about the game and we had fun and we had laughs but we I, no i don't really actually know what the deal with you know his life is right this second yeah <laughs> no, and and uh i probably won't right uh not gonna ask about that right now because yeah. we want to have fun yeah yeah exactly yeah perfect so um because you can guess back to the fatherhood side um so being a father of a 17 year old do you have any uh tips out there for you know i guess even all the way back to Infant stage, toddler stage, like anything that you think anyone listening would. Uh, I mean, the thing that the, you know, 17, I say 17, he's going to turn 18 this month. Um, So uh, definitely not the end of the fatherhood, but into childhood, I think, too. The thing that has really made the difference, in my opinion, has been being intentional, right? Like creating... um, we, we say around here in, in this house, we say decide, don't slide, right? Like uh, you will slide into a decision or you'll slide into a circumstance um, and that'll happen, right? Uh, but if you make a decision about what kind of goal you want, what kind of thing you want to achieve, what, what you know, kind of position you want to be in, then it, that's half the work, right? And there's work that you'll have to put in. Um, so we, we've taught that a lot, but also uh, I, we practice that. And um, one of the ways that I practice it is like making sure that I um, introduced uh, my kid to the things that I liked and, and why, right? And also um, introdu- like involving myself in the things that my kid liked too. Um, and, and actively participating, not just watching, right? Like. Uh, there's and it doesn't just have to be games but oh, yeah, yeah. games ga- games involve right like uh they they get you connected um and there's a lot of stuff uh that kids like to do and there's so much more that kids are uh involved in but just even showing a little bit of interest in being intentional and, and deciding to be involved uh and and be part of part of that life as opposed to being uh or just sliding into you know whatever we're going to talk about um it feels corny sometimes and it feels goofy sometimes but in the end, uh, it creates the connections that are, um, that's what, you know, uh, parenthood is really all about being connected to this other person in a really significant way. I like it. That is good. Um, that's, uh, do you have any other interesting, uh, hobbies that you, uh, kind of want to speak about? 
Um, so one of them, uh, and again, to connect with friends, um, I've, uh, worked on a podcast with a, a couple of my friends, um, uh, called, uh, polynodal, which we do the other hobby that we all kind of had. We, we talked about and didn't realize that other people didn't do it until we were the only three people who could talk about it, but, uh, it's kind of like pointless research. We'll get, we'll hear some, something on the internet or on, on radio or in some other, uh, come across it in some way and then decide to really like dig into it. What, what is this thing? How does it work? Uh, ask ourselves questions about it. And so it's all about like exploring human knowledge and history and seeing how it all connects together. So uh, polynodal podcast is, is where that's at. Um, I really like uh, 3d printing. I think that's a lot of fun and um, something I've been doing with, uh, uh, with my kid. Um, and, you know, there's some really great resources out there to do that for free. Um, you know, just in a browser doesn't, uh, take much to get that running and, and going and, um, with the actual design. machine and like product itself expensive. Uh, actually, no, I mean, really, truly no. Uh, it's a little bit, it's a little bit finicky sometimes, but for like under $200, you can get yourself a pretty decent 3d printer. Um, and that may be, even be, uh, expensive now. Like we, we have two of them. And, um, they've, you know, the, I say finicky, sometimes they sit in the basement for a long time before you do anything with them again. Uh, but, uh, it's a great little piece of uh, machinery to tinker around with and like learn how to solder. Uh, you don't have to know how to solder to set them up. Like, Oh, let's, let's upgrade our hot end and do something cool with it. And, uh, we're going to have to solder and this is a way to learn it right for a reason. But then you can like print stuff from video games and you can pull out uh, props and um, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, that's cool too. Yeah. And good way to you said, bond with your. Yeah. Here, here's a shared problem with uh, uh, something we all want. Let's uh, see what, uh, see what we can do with that. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Well, um, that is actually kind of the end of where I typically go unless there's anything else you want to talk about uh i felt like there was one other thing but i can't remember what it is now uh, i'm trying to think of like uh some kind of game but I, I talked about most of the ones that i was thinking of so i think we did it perfect all right well unless there's anything else i guess that's it i really appreciate your time and yeah we'll, uh, and uh, yeah i will make sure to include all your uh the podcast link and what have you in the show notes and uh, cool. i'll let you know once it's up yeah, sounds good. Do you need anything else from me, uh, art-wise or, or information-wise? Right? Did we get it all? I think I think we're we're good. I appreciate sounds your good. time. Yeah, thanks, Michael. All right, thank you very much, sir. Talk to you later. Goodbye for now. My main takeaways from this episode were to be intentional, always actively get involved, and be present and interested in your children's interest to ensure you connect. I hope you enjoyed the episode.